0: it's time for the tri-county equipment get stuck on sports podcast here are your hosts Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton
1: back for a Friday edition of the tri-county equipment get stuck on sports podcast Dennis and Brady and we will be joined by
2: coach Dave Front in just a moment but uh, here's hoping that this is the last podcast of the pause <laughs> it's set that we're recording this at what time 1012 on Friday December I just looked at my phone 18th. Hopefully, this is the last podcast of the pause, and Absolutely we come back Monday. without his phone, people. It told me the date and time. Come on. <laughs> and hopefully, on Monday, we're talking about the schedule, who's playing when, and we're getting sports going again. Okay. Uh, don't uh, sound so excited.
1: Well, I was just, you, you. we were talking about phones for a second ago, but I don't want to get into that, what, what Google went in and turned something on my phone that I had turned off.
2: I'm sure you didn't didn't realize I did you not there.
1: do it Brady you know that I don't do anything with my phone except respond to your 52 trillion texts I I don't text you that phone much. calls I still use a phone for phone calls you, if if answering the phone turns on google stuff that I turned off then I, I'm not I'm throwing my phone in the garbage Every time you go on one of these rants, it's an invasion
2: of my privacy. Every time you go on one of these rants, I just think of the Simpson episode where Grandpa Simpson is yelling at the clouds (laughs) because he's angry at everything. That's what you remind me of. I'm only angry at you, and I don't even know why yet. Well, you make fun (laughs) of me or something. That at least puts you in a good mood. Social media. Uh, G underscore stuck on sports on Twitter, Facebook, get stuck on sports. That's where we're at for now. Hopefully we'll have good news to share this uh, this week.
1: All right, and uh, Dave Frent joins us next. Tri-County Equipment is your local John Deere dealer. With 10 locations in southeastern Michigan, Tri-County Equipment can help you get the equipment you need. From tractors to ATVs, from snowblowers to used equipment, Tri-County Equipment is your one-stop shop. Right now, Tri-County Equipment is offering free home delivery on select John Deere models. For a full list, visit tri County. Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Tri-County Equipment with 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton,
3: Caro, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky.
5: Brady to be in here for TP Logos in Marysville. Located across from Walt Braun Viking
2: Stadium, TP Logos has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery, custom screen printing, and are the fastest-growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including things like Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They are open weekdays 830 to 430 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. You'll get it in days with TP
4: Mama Vicky's, a port here on original since 1923.
0: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You're back with uh,
1: Dennis Brady and Coach Dave Frent from Marine City is uh, with us. Double duty here because. Uh, <laughs> Coach uh, Front is part of that all-star cast, and I am going to say all-star college coaching staff for <laughs> Marine City football. Award-winning <laughs> coaching staff. It's a joke. It's yeah. it's not even fair. You guys are cheating.
7: <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. Uh, you know it, it, they're a great bunch of guys, and uh, we take it seriously down there. And it's it's just fun a little bit. Do. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Michigan assistant coach of the year, Dave Frent. Yeah. <laughs> so.
1: Uh, that defense that uh, we never talk about and should talk about every single year mm-hmm. at uh, at Marine City because they score so many damn points and are always so exciting and explosive on that side of the ball, we tend to forget that, that teams really don't do a whole lot against them.
2: Right, yeah. I think you had, what, three shutouts this year?
7: Uh, I think we had four. Four, yeah. and you played,
2: I mean, seven, eight games? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that's that's a pretty good margin. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know I did the Clintdale game was a shutout, Hazel Park was a shutout, uh, you shut out Denby, right? Yeah. That was the last game we did, so and I think you shut out Madison, Madison, the only one I wasn't there for. Yeah, four shutouts, one of them in the district final.
1: Yeah. Yeah, against the Denby team, that was pretty good.
2: Yeah, that was a semifinal yeah. team last
1: year. You can year. say, oh, well, those other teams are no good. Yeah, but that you did what you're supposed to do against those teams then.
7: Yeah, yeah, and our, our kids were really good about uh, you know adapting to the game plan and just uh, doing their job and... Um, You know, they were they took it serious and they took a professional approach and they they wanted to to do the best we could. And, And we take it serious to try and shut down teams. I think that gives our offense a little more freedom to to do some things.
2: You know, you mentioned the professional approach. It seems like when you go and watch Marine City play football, it's a business trip when they're playing. It's serious like they have fun. Don't get me wrong, but you can tell that they're here. They're here to do a job. And when they do it well, they celebrate after. And I think the only time it really wasn't like that was maybe the first quarter of Hazel Park, where I think it was zero zero at the end of one, and then by halftime you were up by thirty five.
7: Yeah, that was an interesting game. We talked about that after. We're like, I think we scored fifty points in about sixteen minutes yeah. of game time. You know, so, but you know, it, it's it, that comes from the the top down, and even like the the guys from the past, you know, Coach Deskovich and Scarselli, mm-hmm. and that's how the program was built and. I knew my. I only worked one year with Coach Bob, but I knew that was my first year. I just knew this is a different, different place. It, they, they take it seriously, and they, they teach you how to, to coach, and they teach mm-hmm. you what it takes. And then you you transfer that to the kids, and and so that that's why they have that approach. We got to do what we got to do.
1: I ha- yes. I have to ask because you got a little bit of Marysville in you. <laughs> yeah. Um, has that ever been an issue?
7: It's never been an issue. I I, I love those guys, and it's kind of cool because when you go to the game and you see some of the guys that coached me. Um, You know, like Coach Ratsky this mm-hmm. year, he was my JV coach. And, uh, you know, so it's never been an issue. It's it's actually been kind of fun to, to compete against them. You know, Coach Hawk isn't there anymore, but we used to, when I was with the lower levels coaching against him, mm-hmm. it was good to talk to those guys. And, you know, one thing, my wife and I were talking about this uh, a while ago, but you'd think I've got, I think I played for five Hall of Fame coaches at Marysville with, with Coach yeah. Braun, Coach venia Coach how Coach, Coach Knuth,
2: Quinlan, Quinlan, Qu- and then yeah. Ratsky's also yeah. so six. So six, yeah. Geez. And then
7: under Marine at Marine City, Coach uh, Suscavich, Coach Scarcelli, and Coach Glodich have all been in the Hall of Fame. So,
2: and I'm sure there's some future ones on the staff right now. Yeah, I
1: would think so.
7: I, uh, think so. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I would think so.
2: Yeah. So that's a pretty impressive uh, coaching tree yeah. that you've been that you've learned from. So
7: yeah, and and that's you know you. I think playing for those guys at Marysville was a huge experience. Uh, I mean, it was a, such a positive experience that I wanted to go into to, uh, coaching and, and football. But then the Marine City guys have completely elevated that to the next level. Just being around them in a, in a totally different aspect. You know, you're playing, and now you're doing the coaching. It's uh, so they've elevated that to a new to new level. And, it's been fun
1: as a coach you've you've been fortunate at marine city a lot of great players have come through Um, not just great athletes though kids that think the game really well smart kids that you know they see the field and and they think football really well do you think that you'll have influenced any of them that someday they're going to be coaches you think at some point you're going to be up in the stands going I remember when I coached that kid
7: yeah I, I hope so um you know, there's been a couple people that have come back, and and sometimes they do it earlier in their careers because they're just looking for something to do when they, when they just leave high school if they're at the community college or something. And but sometimes they they come back later on. You know, Brendan K. working with us a little bit this year. Um, I, I hope they do. Uh, there's been a couple players that I've mentioned to, like I think you'd be a great coach um, because that just the way they attacked getting into the playbook and learning the nuances of the playbook. You know, we had a defensive end last year that he started to learn what the DBs were doing in coverage because he just really got into it. I'm like, you'd make a great coach. So I, I hope that, that that happens.
2: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's great when you have kids that just understand it and you don't really have to teach them much. And then, because that's when they teach the other kids. Mm-hmm. And it just, like like I say, it's an institution down there. I'm sure, I am I say you can go to a seventh grader in Marine City and tell them to draw Twelve plays from your playbook, and they can do it. No <laughs> doubt, they can do it with their eyes closed. Like it's, it just seems like you, it's just a factory of, of football knowledge and well, just, yeah, like an institution.
7: The benefit we have is we had the I, I think is we have tough kids. You know, mm-hmm. we have t- kids that are willing to do their their role to help the team, and they're they're not selfish because they, you know, you line up, uh, you watch us warm up against teams. If you just by the eye test, you'd you'd pick the other team ninety five percent of the time just because of size um, and, and athletic ability. But our kids are tough and they know their role, they know their job and they, they're excited to do their job and and so that for the greater good of the team, they'll sacrifice those things.
1: you know you, you mentioned the kids are unselfish, mm-hmm. and we've talked about this before. They probably have at least three kids that could rush for a thousand yards if you gave them a the ball 20 times a game. Every game, easily 1,000-yard rushers. And probably your leading rusher struggled to get to 500 yards this year because you spread it around to so many different people.
7: Yeah. Well, and and part of that is as the whole staff kind of working together, saying that, you know, Charles Tiger is going to have to play a lot of defense. and. And so is Anthony Rensel. So we don't necessarily want them to get beat up getting 30 carries a game because right. I need them on the other side. So if we can, it's kind of that committee. Like the, when we just kind of work together as a staff. All right, he's getting a lot of touches. I can give him a blow on defense and put someone else in for him. Um, I can, you know, or he can limit their touches and and uh, and then I can use them more on defense. So it's just kind of that 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 communication on the sideline of, hey, I'm going to use him more. Okay, I can give him a break. So I think sometimes that is a a, a factor in that as well.
2: Yeah, I think I barely called Charles Tigert's name at all until week five, and then you let him loose when you (laughs) needed to. I mean, I I can remember the one time he was featured, I think was that Hazel Park game, you put him in at quarterback for a drive and then kind of let him go back on defense and do what he needed to do. But the thing that I think has been most impressive about Marine City is – not like some programs where you see they churn out these, you know, D1 guys, D1 guys. Like, you have just, just this raw athletic talent. No disrespect to Marines, but you've only had a handful of guys go play big college ball in the last 20 years. And I mean, the one time you had a D1 quarterback, you win a state title. You had Scarcelli that was a D1 athlete, but... I mean, I'm I'm sure I'm missing one or two, but off the top of my head, those are really the only big name guys. Where you go look at some of these like Grand Rapids Catholic Central, you'll have ten guys on the roster that are going to play D1 every single year.
7: Yeah, I think that's that speaks to the to the program and and uh, and the tradition in the, the systems. You know, that's why you we run a wing tee. It's you know it's a modified wing tee. We do a, a lot of different looks out of it, but a system that works. Uh, so that our kids can thrive and that's you know how I modeled the defense too was kind of after our offense they have a system in place and then they Mm. can make adjustments to that system so we thought the same thing let's let's use what would work best for our kids and then uh, have the adjustments and adaptations we need to make along the way so that we can be successful without those Mm. top tier athletes
2: well I'm sure a lot of systems work well when you have two guys named Walker <laughs> uh, man, man, at linebacker, I think that makes your job a lot easier.
7: Yeah, and you know that's the thing. It's it, it, we don't I mean, we not have the top tier Division one athletes all the time, but we got good players and we got
2: tough kids. A lot of good high school players.
7: Yeah, and and like those two, I, I would say that the you know Wyatt and Mason Walker are probably the. Best tandem linebackers we've had in my career ever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there might be some other standouts that you know, Mike Matiniak in 07 was terrific, mm-hmm. but that was one guy. As far as a tandem with those two, they're outstanding and uh, they're just tackling machines. Right,
2: and it helps you have. I mean, Derek Schlottman rushing the passer; yeah, he yep. seems to get home. It, it's the biggest times yeah. of the year, and then you have the guys going both ways that you mentioned earlier: Charles Tiger, Zach Tetler, Anthony Renzel Yeah, those guys that play both ways that. Are also maybe you don't think of them as defensive guys, but they play really well uh, on defense.
7: Yeah, and the back end has been has been really huge for us this year. The, the secondary, we've got a lot of good athletes, a lot of a lot of quick kids. You know, you mentioned those guys and uh, Scotty Kretschmar and, mm-hmm. and Ty Nelson. Those guys, you know, those and and uh, Caden Chapman. Those guys were primarily defensive players, but they were athletic enough to where we could play some man to man against these spread teams, uh, or we could switch it and play zone. And they were smart. That's the other thing. They're intelligent and they're they're smart football players to to be able to make the changes and and adjust to things and and uh, show different looks and be, and be able to pick up all the different things we want to do. You you can only run so much stuff that your players can pick up. You know, Coach mm-hmm. Scarcelli used to say this that because he was a you know Big Ten player, played in the Rose Bowl at mm-hmm. Illinois, and he used to say it's not what I know, it's what I can teach them and what they can pick up because. Obviously his football knowledge is going to be oh yeah way larger than what these high school kids can pick up but you got to be able to to teach them so that they know it mm. when they're on the
2: field. I've had coaches that if you gave them a 1000 question test on whatever sport they were coaching, they would ace it, they would know everything, but they just couldn't teach it. Mm-hmm. Like you could tell they knew so much they just couldn't explain it to kids and yeah, that's the big part. You know, one thing you can't teach is speed.
1: And every year, I go and watch Marine City play, and I see a Scarcelli, a Wesley, a Matheson, um, a Dawson Haney, a Soph. Uh, every year, where do these kids come from? And it's and it's not just Marine City. Like it's it's all of East China, cause St. Clair is this way too, where where these Meldrums and these kids come. Where do these kids come from?
7: I don't know. I, I I think we're not. Maybe they got to run from bigger kids all the time because they're they're not. <laughs> we're not the biggest kids at all. I mean, honestly, I, I mentioned that earlier. You you look at the team size wise, we're always the smallest team, but we do have some good speed and some good quickness. And the, but the, I think the key is to be able to play fast. You know, you, everyone team had probably has fast kids from point A to point B. They can run fast, but can they play fast? Can you diagnose the play, especially defensively? Can you read your key? Diagnose what's happening and then attack with speed. That's what they've been able to do well. So yeah, speed helps. This year we've been we've had a, a very fast team, and that's especially defensively. Just to be able to swarm to the ball has been really helpful.
1: When when you're undersized, how do you teach tackling? Because Marine City always tackles well.
7: Well, we put uh, a huge emphasis on, on tackling. Uh, you know, it, it's a leverage game. It's all about uh, um, you know getting underneath people's pads or in. Really, we, we're we not very good at one-on-one tackling. When we do it in practice, I lose my mind because it's a hard skill. But then group tackling, you know, get angles and leverage where you, your friends can help you out and, and your buddies. Know where your help is, know where your teammates are. But we, we emphasize it so much that I mean, we every day we're doing some type of tackling drill. And the rules don't allow you to do as much person-to-person contact, but we've been really innovative with our drills with bags and with, uh, you know, dummies that... It, we just – all sorts of different t- tackling angles and tackling drills to, to really emphasize that. Because that's it, – do whatever you want, but it's about blocking and tackling. Mm-hmm.
1: Mariners are, are one of the area teams that still has a game out yeah. there <laughs> uh, football-wise. So we'll talk about that before we get into basketball. You, you read my mind. Let's take a break uh, first, okay? And we'll be back with more of uh, Dave Frent here on the uh, podcast.
3: 250-7520.
2: Precision Care has been locally owned and operated in Marine City and has served the Blue Water community for over 25 years. Precision Care is the leading property and landscape contractor in St. Clair County. Always looking to hire the best people? Check out their website at precisioncarellc.com. Click on the application for employment tab and send in your resume today. Precision Care is a proud supporter of local athletics at all levels. Call today at 810-765-7968.
0: For all your landscaping needs, it's Precision Care, LLC. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, we're back with uh, Coach Dave uh, Frent.
1: Uh, before the latest pause um, that we hope will be over here shortly, uh, Brady was getting ready to go to Frankenmuth because he was going to follow the Marine City Mariners uh there for uh, a, a big playoff game against uh, a Frankenmuth team that's uh, been tough. Yeah, on Blue Water area teams in recent years in in playoff games. But to me, this one was kind of a toss up, and to me, it was going to be the tougher game for either team. Whoever won this game, this was a tougher game than the next game they were going to play. In my opinion.
7: Yeah, and, and that, it might be. And you know, I, I've watched a little bit of Lansing Catholic, but not enough to. Put a game plan together or anything, but uh, you know we're just focused on on Frankenmuth at this point. And you know uh, it would have been a, a a really good game. I think first you know the first weekend you know you're watching film and it's a little overwhelming because they're so good and they're just blasting everybody. But the more you watch, you said okay, I, I think we could maybe do some things. So um, I think it w- I think we would have had a shot at it, and mm-hmm. it would have been a good game to play. Hopefully, we still get to play it.
2: Well, let's be honest. – I mean. You didn't have the toughest district in the world. It's been right. one of the more favorable draws. I think – you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I know we were, and I'm sure you were out of the side of your eye going, okay, Frank Muth Regional Final, when back in – was it week two you saw the district drawings? Cause, <laughs> because, I mean, you've had much tougher districts than what you had this year.
7: Yeah, I mean, you look at it. You look at the draw and you say, okay, we, we could do some damage here. But, you know, we've also had years – I think the year after uh, we won the state championship in 07, mm-hmm. 2008, we thought we had a really nice draw, and then we lost to Clintondale in the first round, and we thought, oh my gosh, we, you know, we'd be at the semifinal before we reach like Country Day or something. So, mm-hmm. um, you, you just you can't get caught in that. You just got to play the games and and uh, as they come. So, yeah, I mean, Franklin we saw as you do this long enough, you know, there's teams that are always out there. You know that like Elmont, if, if we get their path, they're going to be in our way. We mm-hmm. know that. Frankenmuth is going to be on our way. Well, they've been a
2: Blue Water killer yeah. the last four years. I think they've knocked you, Richmond, El- Elmont, and Algonac all out of the playoffs within the last three or four years. Yeah, yeah. and they've had
7: some good teams. And, and, you know, we played them, I think it was 2017. And I thought we were right in there for a while. They just, you know, they, they made more plays, I think. To me, it was like third downs. And really, that was – that became our emphasis the next year is how do we get better on third downs? And really the next, last few years we've been outstanding on third down uh, mm-hmm. conversions. But that game in particular was a killer because I felt like you take five, six plays out and we were right there with them. And then the next week they, they had uh, Grand Rapids West Catholic. They were up 21-6 and then their quarterback got hurt and then West Catholic rolled them and ended up winning like their third straight title. So, we always know we're real close. We're not that far off every year we we take the field. And uh, but you know there's certain teams you're gonna have to run up against. And um, so this is one of them. And uh, you know they, yeah they've had success against our area. But you know I think you know we've had success in the playoffs too. And uh, we'd like to play them.
1: You know? Yeah, I I know you hope that that it still happens. But do you, do you realistically, do you think there's any chance that we get a, a, a football season completed?
7: I do, and I'm optimistic by, by nature all the time. I'm always looking for the, the you know, glass half full and the, the positive outlook. but um, I do I, 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 from what I've heard, in my inside sources telling me that they're, the MHSA is meeting right now, and they're probably discussing winter sports and, and how they do fall. Um, if it moves to the spring, uh, I am optimistic they do. I, I do. like I mentioned uh, to some people before, you know the MHSA president has a kid that's a senior that's still alive in the playoffs too for football, so he's got a personal interest to to keep it going. Maybe it does. It's a weird year, and maybe maybe those spring sports do go into late June, July. But uh, you know we've we've had so much time without sports that maybe maybe we can go a little longer with sports this year.
2: Well. So, maybe before we get back to football, we'll have basketball season, and kind of unexpectedly, (laughs) you're going to be the man on the sidelines for the Mariners in the gym this year, whenever that may get going. Yeah. You excited about
7: that? I am excited. I I
2: was, I'm nervous. (laughs) Uh, You know, I,
7: I, uh, the coach, Coach Hand, Scott Hand, was doing such a good job with them, um, taking over from um, Coach Glodich, and, uh, and then he came down with an illness, and I think during COVID he just uh, didn't feel comfortable. So the job was posted as a one-year interim position, mm-hmm. and then no one was really going for it. And uh, I just know with, with my nephews being juniors in the high school and playing basketball, and and it really, you know, uh, you were mentioned before that all the seniors we lost, but this our junior class is really athletic, and uh, it's a great group of kids. So I thought, they just need somebody that's going to take it serious and somebody that uh, is, is around. And so I stepped up and, and did it. And, so, and then once you make that choice, uh, then, yeah, I got really excited. And, you know, I'm watching college games and picking hmm. up stuff, trying to – and you writing stuff down, what do I want to do. And um, so it is exciting. I'm excited for the challenge. I, I kind of like taking on these challenges and seeing what – it's like on the football field, preparing for a, a – a really good offense it's mm-hmm. a challenge you got to find a way to to defeat them so basketball will be a nice challenge for for me and for the kids and so yeah there is a level level of excitement
1: yeah just just jokingly uh, when when I got in here and started setting up for the podcast and I said to coach well what about this guy what about this guy what about, I went through the first four names
2: and I said okay I don't have any questions <laughs> about basketball they were all seniors <laughs> yeah. last year yeah. but I mean you're taking over a team that what Won a league title last year. Yeah. I mean, you think about Marine City football. You don't usually talk about Marine City basketball winning league titles mm-hmm. and kind of being one of the better teams in the area. I mean, people say, well, it the Mack but you still won the league title. You still did something that, I mean, I don't know how often that's happened in Marine City's uh, recent history.
7: Yeah, I think they um, maybe the last couple of years before that maybe they did. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's – you know, it's definitely not as well-known as the football program for mm-hmm. sure. And um, But, uh, you know, the, and that team was very good. And they had some, some kids that you mentioned, Mistretta and Cammer and, and Aubrey Comment that only played um, basketball. You know, they didn't play football, and so there was their big focus. And they did a great job of of really wanting to do well at that, and they did. So we lost a lot of good players. But I am confident in, in what we have coming in. I think they're athletic, and, and I think they – they do really like basketball, too, You're just knowing them. And I've known these kids forever since because my nephews have grown up mm-hmm. with them. So I kind of have, too. And I have taught in the middle school while they were there, and now I'm teaching in the high school. And so I've been around them. They're, they're athletic enough to, to do some things. And they're just, like I said before, they're really tough kids, and they are coachable, and they, they want to be coached, and they want to be pushed, and they, they want to do well. And that, sometimes that desire is really all you need to get rolling
1: speaking of getting rolling if they if they say we're good to go after the weekend how long is it going to take and how long do you do you need to to get
7: prepared (laughs) well i uh you know i talked to my ad uh last week and said okay so let's say they they give us uh, you know they let us go after this pause then we're going to be on christmas break can we use the gyms and he said yeah no problem so i would get together i would get going right away you know um as early as tomorrow or the next day if, if, uh, if the order gets lifted and then, you know, through Christmas break, obviously you have to take a break for Christmas. Um, but I'd I'd practice through the break as much as I could. Uh, you know, it's, it is another one of those years that like no one's really going anywhere or doing anything because of COVID. So if you're around, let's practice. So Mm -hmm. try to get going. And then, you know, once school starts back up, let's, let's start playing games and uh, let the schedule makers make the schedule, but I, I'd be willing to play if we got enough practices under our belt.
1: Yeah, like I know some people we've talked to that they already had tryouts and a couple right. of practices. Becky yeah, Gilbert's ready to go the second they let her yeah, play I'm a game. Like you, you were saying you haven't even had an opportunity to do tryouts.
7: No, and and the with the girls you said uh, Coach mm-hmm. Gilbert they, you know, they already had a week of practice. Like our, our girls too with Coach Austin they they've had a week of practice and tryouts, so they're ready, they already have their team selected ready to go. We haven't even had that chance. We actually haven't even had a chance to have open gyms. Like some football teams that lost in the earlier rounds of the playoffs could mm. have open gyms with them. But so many of our players play football. I think we have um, you know a couple guys, two or three guys, uh, Connor Allum and um, Luke Collins, I think, that don't – they don't play football. So they're ready to go, but um, the rest of them do. So I don't know what you can do with an open gym with one kid. <laughs> so Right. Uh, but so we kind of just been playing the waiting game. I know some of the guys have been playing at uh, the, they call it the trail, Indian Trail <laughs> out uh at Indian Trail Park. Um, as much when if the weather's good, they play right. up there. So we'll just see what they have coming in. And uh, but yeah, we'd be eager to go. And like the questions about what the season is going to look like and how long it's going to be. You know, I would just assume we get started and and we can kind of grow as we go. You know, play games and you're going to get better by playing games and then you can add things along the way and it'll be kind of a season that kind of grows with the, as long as it goes.
1: Uh, In a year like this year, like how important is, is it to you that you have a a league schedule other than just let's play games? Like if, if it was okay, whatever we've missed, we've missed and we're just going to pick up where it is scheduling wise, or would you like them to say, look, you, you missed X number of league games and let's play these league games and figure out the rest of the schedule later.
7: I kind of I can of see it both ways. Um, you know, with football, I really was happy that what they did with the schedule to play a league game because there were so many unknowns if we were going to be able to finish the season. So it you really wanted to have something tangible to say you won. Mm-hmm. And so when we won the, the league title, it was like, hey, this is something that, that's going to go up on the wall, and you're going to get it. Same with the district. Every championship, you, you you can say, hey, you guys won that. It's something that, that you can hold on to. So with basketball, I feel the same way. Like, yeah, sure, I'd like a league because then you can crown a champion. Because I think these kids deserve that because they've they just they've been dealt a raw deal and they never know what they're going to get. So that's one side. But the other side is, then we're not in the same league as Richmond. We're not in the same league as Saint Clair, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not even sure Marysville's in our same basketball conference. That's how much I know about basketball. You know, they're in, league league. Yeah, they're in the Silver this yeah. year. Yeah. So I don't even know if, you know. But we you want to play those teams for the rivalries and the local mm-hmm. rivalries, and so is a league that important? I'm not sure. But
2: yeah, because I mean, well, you think about it. A lot of teams. In December, some teams play, what, maybe as little as two games before the new year. Some teams will play up to, like, five or six, depending on how many Christmas tournaments they Mm -hmm. have. So you have all that. I mean, you could still realistically, if you just cut it off, some teams could play up to 18, 17, 18 games.
7: Mm -hmm. And there was some talk about, um, you know, really loading up the schedule. I think they dropped the – what they were going to uh, drop the three-game-a-week limit. Mm -hmm. So you could play four or five games a week. And, I mean, I don't want to do that because I think you just – get better with practice but um you know i think that way people can jam in more games if they have to shorten the season because uh, like you said there's people have some games before break but the majority of them are in january and february and early mm-hmm. march and then um then, then the tournament starts but
1: yeah the way the way it is i mean because they want the girls playoffs to start a week before the boys so it seems to me like the girls will be more jam packed to try to get their schedule in then they can stretch you out a little longer because they want you to start a week later playoff-wise. Yeah,
7: yeah, I think so. I think that's a factor. So I wonder if they go back, uh, do the girls start playing right away the first week back to school, and then they give us a week, or do we both start playing right mm-hmm. away and we just stretch our games a little bit longer? It, it'll be interesting to see. And like I said, I think from what I heard, the MHSA is meeting right now, so they'll they maybe give us some feedback uh, you know as as we go here. Well,
2: and let's be honest. We can you can push this the tournament back a week or two because the start of spring sports in Michigan, you're just in the gym. Yeah. You're just taking ground balls or doing stuff inside weather or if you're doing track, you're just running through the hallways. And that's fine for a couple days, but then when you're on week 3 of doing that, you kind of Go insane. So I think you do have a little bit of a window there to, okay, we'll push both tournaments back a week or two and just get a normal 20-game uh, schedule. i will be willing to bet the last two Aprils that we've had baseball and
1: softball, we've had more rain outs and snow outs than we've had games played.
7: Yeah, and then what that does is when they are able to play, uh, when the weather does turn around, they've got games every day. And so you have, like, zero practice time because mm-hmm. you're just playing games. And you know, I've always said that too. The spring season—if they just backed it up a little bit—so you go into the the summer a little bit. But the teams that are are really good and they want to finish because they're they got a chance for a state championship. They're happy to play into the mm-hmm. summer. Um, so it, it, this is a year. Like I said we've had so many you know uh, problems with playing sports that maybe <laughs> maybe playing a little longer sports will be good for us you know this year. All
1: right. Uh, we'll grab a break and then we'll come back and do one more segment with Coach uh, Frent in just a moment, so stick around. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 20 Eight hundred one Gratiot Boulevard Marysville give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700 for all your real estate needs O'Connor Realty small enough to know you large enough to serve you
5: hi Chip Mortimer here so much depends on your roof Mortimer Lumber proudly features the landmark series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing
8: Services, LLC, member FINRA, and SIPC.
1: located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium in Marysville.
4: Preferred Charters is a privately owned and operated transportation service located in Michigan for the past 13 years. Well known for customer service and well maintained equipment. From sightseeing tours to conventions, corporate transfers, sports teams, parades, sporting events and private charters, Preferred Charters has the wheels and wherewithal to ensure the smooth stride with drivers that are the best in the business. Call 810-982-7433 and let Preferred Charters do the driving.
0: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
1: All right, you're back with uh, Dennis Stuckey Brady Beaton, and Coach uh, Dave Front from Marine City, both football and uh, basketball. We are talking a little football during the break because – you know, oh, yeah. there was one particular game that stuck out this season. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't really mean much. Like people don't care about that. Marine right. city,
2: Marysville game. Yeah, that's
1: not like a big deal. Or I'm just anything. glad
2: because I hyped it up for four straight weeks, and it actually lived up to the hype. Yeah, it did. I
1: almost had him talked into. He he was doing some graphics to put out on the the Twitter and and on the uh, Facebook. Oh, uh, I don't have my laptop here. Um, and and I wanted. I wanted to him to put a mushroom cloud in the background of the two I, emblems I
0: smashing.
2: <laughs> I made it. I think I had you some had the, trains, had trains colliding. <laughs> yeah. I had like Zeus throwing down <laughs> lightning bolts for that game. I mean, you've been a part of how many of those games? That had to have been one of the, I mean, not just in that rivalry. I, I still say that's one of the best football games I've watched, period.
7: Yeah, that was, uh, I've been in a lot of them, and, and that, was a, that was one of the best for sure, uh, you know. Off the top of your head, you, it's hard to think of. There was of that, what? I think
2: the one I want to say was like 2011 or 12. You guys won like 12, 12 to 8 or, or yeah, yeah, 12 to 8. eight. eight yeah. Yep. yeah, and you had them for, they had it first and goal from the two. Yep. And you, yep. Stu- and you shut them down. So you guys
1: remember the, those games, and I remember like 61 to
2: 40 or something. <laughs> yeah, like the that. one where <laughs> Scarcelli <laughs> ran for like 400-some yards in the fog at East China. <laughs> yeah.
7: You know, but that's the thing about the local rivalry rivalries. You play these teams so much and you're so familiar with them that uh, – and really, you know, things haven't changed a whole lot as far as what they run offensively now that Derek's back right. there and, and uh, you know, what we do. So you're familiar. And then uh, this year with the stakes being so high just because it was for a league title and, and we were talking during one of the breaks that – or I think last time, last segment that – You just never know what you're going to get with the season, how Mm -hmm. long you're going to be able to go. Because, you know, you always talk to players about – Play this game like it's your last one. Well, right. Literally, this year that was never more true because you just never knew when when things were going to be done. So to play with the stakes so high for a league title, it was a fun game.
2: Well, and here's one thing we've talked about before about Marine City football. You talk about you never know when it's going to end. You mentioned, I think, in the first segment, you getting upset by Clintondale in 08. Mm-hmm. How do you guys like keep your kids and I guess more so, it's more so a fan problem, but to have the expectations that, yes, we're going to make a deep playoff run, but not take the districts for granted. Because I remember talking to people before the Denby game. At that point, you're 7-0. and You've had one close game. And we were talking about this very topic and said, fair or not, if you lost that Denby game, people would have said that that season was a failure despite going 7-0 and with a league title.
7: Well, I mean, I think some of the history – You know, uh, you kind of use that to your advantage and say uh, you've just been through the wars. You know, that's the benefit of being on the staff that's that's been passed on from coach to coach to coach is that you can rely on your past history. Um, One thing I try to tell them every year is that, you know, November football, there's no guarantees in November. I, I say that every year. There's no guarantees in November you, you play uh, you have crappy weather mm-hmm. and you play in the snow uh, you have a one bad game and you fumble it a couple times you're gonna lose and re- the farther you go there's no bad teams and that there's we told them the Denby week like look there's there's 16 teams left in this division none of them right. are bad the, the bad teams are gone you know so y- you got to be ready to play because you could lose and like last year I think our kids thought that we we had so many kids back from the semifinal of the year mm-hmm. before. I think we thought we were going to win it all, but we said in November, anything can happen. And, you know, we play Elmont, and our coach gets tossed in the first first five minutes mm-hmm. of the game, and, you know, it rattles us for a little while. We, we didn't play our best. We came back with a chance to win it, and then we were done, you know. So I think you look at it, and I always tell them, during the regular season, all we're trying to do, I mean, you want to win a league championship, but we want to get as good as we can get. Let's get as good as we can get so that mm-hmm. when we play in November – we can lay it all, all our chips on the table and say, let's let's have at it because we know there's no guarantees.
1: Yeah, we we got back on to football during the break because you have some news.
2: Oh yes. I didn't I did want to mention this. Yeah, see yep. how we get sidetracked. <laughs> uh someone you had to game plan against DeMarco Singleton did finally get his first uh division two offer from Ashland, which surprised me because you look at their roster, they don't offer kids outside of Ohio. They are some big, tough kids down at Ashland. So if demarco singleton wants to play somewhere he's got an opportunity and i'm sure we're going to be talking about uh, other offers for from him soon
1: and then that kind of got us into the whole Game, yeah, because we're, we're talking that we thought DeMarco was the player of the year, and then I said Heslop will be player of the year before he graduates, and then we got into the whole how that game turned out, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, which how nice. I mean, again, you I know you have a lot of seniors, you have Darius Watson, one of the Walkers seniors, among a few others that are really good players, but even if the season is over, n- next year you have a lot of young talent coming back. I thought Charles Tiger was a senior until, like, week four <laughs> because he just plays like it and has the presence of one. I mean, you have a lot of kids that are going to be studs, and they're only going to be juniors next year.
7: Yeah, and, and Charles has been on the varsity since a, he was a freshman. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people forget. They think he's been around for so long that he should be a senior. But, yeah, that that helps to, to have all those kids back. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I do think we would we'll miss you know Mason Walker and Derek schlotman mm. you know Anthony Renssel, what they bring to the to the table, um, physically the physicality of them. Right. You know, Derek is so physical that that uh, we can match up guys uh, with him. We just put them on their most physical tight end or, or whatever on our side. But um, you know, so it yeah, it's nice to have all those kids back. But like I said before, there's no guarantees. So. You you never know. You, you got to just take advantage of the situation while it's here. So we're hoping that that we can we we can try to finish. You know, with those those uh, careers.
2: Well, I mean, we talked about I think off the air the possibility of spring football and just logistically, okay, like with volleyball and swimming and diving, you can do it in about a two-week span. Mm -hmm. you got to give them time to get back into shape, practice. But volleyball, you can finish in (coughs) realistically three days if you want
1: to. With what they have left, they can do a weekend and be done with volleyball. Swimming can be done in one night. Because that's all
2: they had left. Football, I mean, minimum, you need ten days to get ready. If you want to really crunch it a week and a half, seven practices – and then you have to have three weeks for the games. And yes, you're only going to have 16 teams go all three weeks, but that's a non negotiable that you have to have a week in between games. So, I mean, you're looking at almost, you're looking at over a month. And if you want to push it to the spring, where do you fit that in? Especially, like we said earlier, if you push the boys basketball tournament back.
7: Yeah, that's uh, – that's, yeah, I'm glad I don't have to make those schedules, you know, <laughs> but because I, I, it is true, I think, and especially with football being uh, – the player safety being such an issue, you know, if they're really serious about player safety, they got to give us a couple weeks to practice. Mm-hmm. You know, this – playing in the winter was – I was – it was nerve-wracking for me if we would have picked up and played because, number one, I just felt like, all right, you're going to take three weeks off for me as a defensive coach what is that going to do to our tackling Right. because we practice it every day and tackling's hard so now all of a sudden they they're going to rush us through and give us 5 days of practice and then play for at least
2: with them. 3 weeks so it's not it's not a month like right. you're still you're not completely lost on the art like kids right. get hurt for 3 weeks and come back and play within a week yeah
7: exactly so now if if they take a couple month pause i think they'd have to give us like you said 10 days to i would prefer 2 weeks and mm-hmm. then play those games out but you know, they alter the schedule. That's, that's what their job is to do. I, I think I – mean, I've always told this story. Uh, it's just kind of funny. I always think of the swimmer right now that is the in the – that does the 50-meter freestyle. They literally have to do one length and back, down and back in the pool, and they yeah. can't go. They're just probably sitting there like, just let me swim one length, right. and I'm done, you know. So – yeah, that's, that's interesting. It'll be interesting to see what they come up with. And if they do cancel, I wanted to mention this last time, if they do say it's done, I told the team, the pause, that what a heck of a way to go out with a 30 to nothing win mm-hmm. and a win a championship. And on the field after that game was a feeling of euphoria mm-hmm. that you could see in the kids' eyes that if that was the last time they played, it, it's a good ending for them.
1: And to do it at home, right? Yeah,
7: and the, the way our the, the the way things are set up, you you don't ever really only one team wins ends the season with a win, right? You know? And so it's kind of nice, but hopefully we get to play it.
2: And I mean, we've talked about this how many times? It seems like every time we have a coach on, the difference between like you look at Croslex basketball last year. Who knows how many more games they were going to play? Mm-hmm. But you also look, they don't know how their seasons end, but you look at Port Huron High girls or Port here on High football this year. They had the finality to the season. Good, bad or otherwise, they wrote their last chapter where i I almost think I know I' say I'm crazy for this. I'd almost rather have that than sit there and go. What man, if? what if we got to play Frankenmuth? Yeah. What if we got to play Yale in that district final and go on to Cause, a region? Because
1: Brady is that guy. He'll be 45 years old <laughs> sitting in the Linwood with his buddies going, man, in 2020 we would have gone all the way well, if they would have
2: just let us play the games. Yeah. No, I know what happened. It was I lost to Marine City in the playoffs every damn year.
7: <laughs> well, no, and I think that's uh, that's another reason why I want to finish for for that closure, to have mm-hmm. that closure. Because, yeah, you, you would say what if. I actually think – you know, there's going to be a what if no matter what because mm-hmm. you can't tell me that three months down the road teams aren't going to change and right. how you what you well, do.
2: Well, we talked about the early enrollee yeah. issue. I mean, I know you don't have that Marine City, but a lot of the bigger schools, you have kids that are you know yeah. high Big Ten recruits that they want like Braden McGregor did. Yeah,
1: this. yeah. Braden he, McGregor in this situation last year, Braden McGregor would have been gone if they. Rep- Started the games up again.
7: Right, yeah. And uh, like you said, that doesn't affect us. And, you know, I guess maybe, maybe in our division it would affect uh, the, all those Catholics that live in Grand Rapids and, <laughs> and go to GRCC. <laughs> Darn, you know, it's too bad. I guess uh, you'll have to deal with some non-D1 athletes. But, uh, yeah, I think the teams are going to change. And, like, mm. you know, we, we kind of, again, looking at the positives of it, the winter weight room would will be a lot more – uh, energetic and a lot more focused because there is a goal. If they give us a spring season, there is something at the end of the tunnel to right. say you're not doing this for August. You're doing this for a game that's here, uh, so mm-hmm. it might be a little more uh, energetic. In the well, morning. I
2: guess the the downside of that is if you get a guy that plays basketball, if you get you know maybe a tight end, defensive lineman that usually is, let's say, 215 pounds, 210, they play basketball. They're going to drop into the 190s. Yeah. And then you're going to tell them to turn around in two weeks and get into football shape at the same time. That's going to be tough because you know, I mean, obviously basketball is a lot more cardio intensive and you're not as bulky during that. Mm-hmm. And then you have to go run into other guys. Yeah, and that's that's
7: tough, but I guess that maybe that's the benefit of being a football coach and a basketball <laughs> yeah. coach that believes in the weight room, so maybe we'll – Make sure we get them in the weight room too, but uh, and they have to do some of that stuff on their own to kind of maintain strength. It, it's kind of like the football season, you know. You, you're you're doing a lot of stuff to to get um, you're powerful and and be ready for the season. But through the season, you're still lifting, but you're really trying to maintain strength. You're not trying to put on on strength during the season. It's hard mm-hmm. to do that. So you're trying to maintain it, and that'll be the challenge during this off season too. All right. Well,
1: I got into town in '95. Mm-hmm. Uh, 20-something-year-old snot-nosed broadcaster like Brady is now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so I, I actually have broadcasted games that Coach Friend played in. <laughs> um, tell me about uh, – you got any good uh, Walt Braun stories or Jim Vena stories? Be- because that was a different era too. When, when I When I got into town, it was lined up around the block – more than an hour before the gates opened yeah. at Viking Stadium, um, and football—it wasn't just a Friday night game. It was—it was a culture, and it was the community.
7: Yeah, and you know the growing up in Marysville, and you, you the the goal you wanted to play for Coach Braun, and and there was just this, you know, this aura about oh my gosh, you play for him. It's such a such a fantastic experience, and. And my brother was able to play for him, and uh, and then he suffered the stroke, and he really wasn't the same. And uh, my brother actually got his junior year pre-stroke and then senior year post-stroke, so he saw a major difference. And by the time I came around, you know, Coach Vini was kind of running things. You know, Ron was there, but Coach Vini was kind of running the show. But uh, it was still, you know, an honor to play for him. But then, you know, some good stories, you know. Coach Vigne, we, or Coach Brown would save us from drills sometimes because Coach Vini was going so hard, and then Coach Brown went on a crossover over and take a joke or tell a joke to us. But a couple one, uh, one we were playing Richmond and we were losing, and we, we ended up losing the game, but we were getting smoked at halftime, and uh, <laughs> so he has cane. And we all had our helmets on at halftime. We wouldn't let us take them off. And he was screaming at us and telling us we were going to walk. You guys are going to walk home. And he always spelled words, too. W-A-L-K, walk. And <laughs> and then the guy right next to me, he took his cane and just cracked right on the helmet. And I just remember thinking, oh, my God, I'm so glad that it wasn't me. <laughs> you know, because was would have hurt, <laughs> you know. But then there were a couple times where uh, one of my buddies an offensive lineman, and at practice um, he'd kind of talk Coach Braun into racing him in his golf cart and – he, he the offensive lineman running a forty yard dash, so we had like a golf cart race with him. But um, no, and, and Coach Vini, I just thought was uh, was a defensive genius, and he's been one of my idols growing up because he just there were times in timeouts he'd be like, okay, they're gonna run this play, and then they would run that play, and you're like, wow, how does he know? So, and now being a defensive coordinator, I, I do know he did his homework and he studied and did uh, did great. But those are were good guys to be around and, and to learn the game from.
2: Well, like you said, I mean, you've been around what? 10 hall of fame coaches yeah in your career whether you played for or coached with them so i mean if, if you're going to learn from anyone you might as well learn from the best so yeah yeah that's that's, that's uh, and cool. i'm sure that number will grow with time with the amount of guys whether i mean on your staff right now or that have been on your staff it's that that, that number is definitely going to get higher
1: well we want to uh congratulate you on the award Thank you. We want to uh, congratulate you for taking up the basketball uh, slack here, and <laughs> hope that uh, you get to play, and hope that it's a good season for uh, the Marine City Boys. And then uh, we're we're going to keep our fingers crossed and hope that you get to play Frankenmuth in a football
2: game at some point uh, in 2021. Yeah, 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 that would be awesome. Well, as of 11:09 on Friday, December 18th, they haven't announced anything besides the pause is ending on the 20th. So hopefully, this news stays good. And uh, I know once we upload this, news will break. So. Oh, absolutely. Like I'll get it updated. <laughs> That's to why kind of, I want to hit the, I know. the close here so I'll, that they can I'll, announce I'll, I'll something. I'll put it on Twitter. I'll put it on Facebook. <laughs> and then one way or another, they'll have news, and, we'll be like, and then we'll have a decision to make. But. Give
1: us something to talk about on Monday's show.
2: Yeah. Hopefully it's a lot of good news. Hopefully we're talking about the schedule, where we're going to be, because tonight we were supposed to be at Marysville versus St. Clair for boys yeah. basketball. And, yeah.
1: Yeah, because that wouldn't have been any fun. Yeah, <laughs> right. no. All right. Thanks again, Coach. No problem. Dave Frent from Marine City, and uh, Brady and I will talk to you again on Monday.
0: From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports. It's time for the Tri County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. Back for a
1: Friday edition of the Tri County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. Dennis and Brady, and
2: we will be joined by Coach Dave Frent in just a moment. Mm -hmm. But uh, here's hoping that this is the last podcast of the pause. (laughs) It's set that we're recording this at what time? 10 12 on Friday, December. I just looked at my phone. 18th. Hopefully, this is the last podcast of the pause and Absolutely we come back Monday without his phone. People it told me the date and time. Come on. <laughs> and hopefully on Monday, we're talking about the schedule, who's playing when and we're getting sports going again. OK, uh, don't sound what, so excited.
1: Well, I was just you, you. We were talking about phones for a second ago, but I don't want to get into that. What what Google went in and turned something on my phone that I had turned off.
2: I'm sure you did and didn't didn't I did you didn't not there.
1: do it Brady you know that I don't do anything with my phone except respond to your 52 trillion texts I I don't text make you that phone much calls. I still use a phone for phone calls you, if if answering the phone turns on google stuff that I turned off then I, I'm not I'm throwing my phone in the garbage Every time you go on
2: one of these rants. It's an invasion
1: of my privacy. Every
2: time you go on one of these rants, I just think of the Simpson episode where Grandpa Simpson is yelling at the clouds (laughs) because he's angry at everything. That's what you remind me of. I'm only angry at you, and I don't even know why yet. Well, you make fun of me or something. That at least puts you in a good mood. Social media. Uh, G underscore stuck on sports on Twitter, Facebook, get stuck on sports. That's where we're at for now. Hopefully we'll have good news to share this, uh, this week. All right. And uh, Dave Frent joins us next.
1: Tri-County Equipment is your local John Deere dealer. With 10 locations in Southeastern Michigan, Tri-County Equipment can help you get the equipment you need. From tractors to ATVs, from snowblowers to used equipment, Tri-County Equipment is your one-stop shop. Right now, Tri-County Equipment is offering free home delivery on select John Deere models. For a full list, visit tri equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Tri-County Equipment with 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run,
3: Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky.
5: Ready to be in here for TP Logos in Marysville. Located across
2: from Walt Braun Viking Stadium, TP Logos has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery, custom screen printing, and are the fastest-growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including things like Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They are open weekdays 830 to 430 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. You'll get it in days with TP
4: Mama Vicky's a port here on original since 1923.
0: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You're
1: back with uh, Dennis Brady and Coach Dave Frent from Marine City is uh, with us. Double duty here because. Uh, <laughs> Coach uh, Frent is part of that all-star cast, and I am going to say all-star college coaching staff from Marine City Football. (laughs) Award-winning coaching staff. It's a joke. It's it's not even fair. You guys are
7: cheating. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thanks. Uh, You know, they're a great bunch of guys, and uh, we take it seriously down there, and it's it's Just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Michigan Assistant Coach of the Year, Dave Frent. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So... Uh, that defense that uh, we never talk about and should talk about every single year mm-hmm. at uh, at Marine City because they score so many damn points and are always so exciting and explosive on that side of the ball, we tend to forget that, that teams really don't do a whole lot against them.
2: Right, yeah. I think you had, what, three shutouts this year?
7: Uh, I think we had four.
2: Four, yeah. and you played, I mean, seven, eight games? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that's that's a pretty good margin. Yeah. I know, I know I did the Clintondale game was a shutout, Hazel Park was a shutout, uh, you shut out Denby, right? Yeah. That was the last game we did, so and I think you shut out Madison, Madison. the only one I wasn't there. for. Yeah, four shutouts, one of them in a the district final.
1: Yeah. Yeah, against the Denby team, that was pretty good. Yeah, that was a semifinal yeah. team last year. You can year.
2: say, oh, well, those other teams are no good.
1: Yeah, but that you did what you're supposed to do against those teams then.
7: Yeah, yeah, and our, our kids were really good about uh, you know adapting to the game plan and just uh, doing their job and... Um, you know, th- they were they took it serious and they took a professional approach and they they wanted to, to do the best we could and, and we take it serious to try and shut down teams. I think that gives our offense a little more freedom to to do some things.
2: You know, you mentioned the professional approach. It seems like when you go and watch Marine City play football, it's a business trip. When they're playing, it's serious. Like they have fun, don't get me wrong, but you can tell that they're here, they're here to do a job. And when they do it well, they celebrate after. And I think the only time it really wasn't like that was maybe the first quarter of Hazel Park, where I think it was zero zero at the end of one, and then by halftime you were up by thirty five.
7: Yeah, that was an interesting game. We talked about that after. We're like, I think we scored fifty points in about sixteen minutes yeah. of game time. You know, so, but you know, it, it's it that comes from the the top down, and even like the the guys from the past, you know, Coach Askovich and Scarselli, mm-hmm. and that's how the program was built, and. I knew my I only worked one year with coach Bob but I knew that was my first year I just knew this is a different different place it they, they take it seriously and they, they teach you how to, to coach and they mm-hmm. teach you what it takes and then you you transfer that to the kids and and so that that's why they have that approach we got to do what we got to do
1: I, ha- I have to ask because you got a little bit of Marysville in you
7: <laughs> yeah. um,
1: has that ever been an issue?
7: It's never been an issue I I, I love those guys and it's kind of cool because when you go to the game and you see some of the guys that coached me, um, you know, like coach Ratsky this mm-hmm. year, he was my JV coach. And, uh, you know, so it's never been an issue. It's, it's actually been kind of fun to, to compete against them. You know, coach Hawk isn't there anymore, but we used to, when I was with the lower levels coaching against him, mm-hmm. it was good to talk to those guys. And, you know, one thing my wife and I were talking about this, uh, a while ago, but you'd think I've got, I think, I played for five Hall of Fame coaches at Marysville with, with Coach yeah. Braun, Coach Vina, uh, Coach How, Coach, Coach Knuth. Quinlan. And Quinlan, yeah. and then o Ratsky's also, yeah. so six. So six, yeah, jeez. And then under Marine, at Marine City, Coach uh, Suscavich, Coach Scarcelli, and Coach Glodich have all been in the Hall of
2: Fame. So, And I'm sure there's some future ones on the staff right now. Yeah, I
7: would think so. Oh, I,
2: think so. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would think so. Yeah, so that's a pretty impressive uh, coaching tree that you've been that you've learned from. So,
7: yeah, and and that's you know, you. I I think playing for those guys at Marysville was a huge experience. Uh, It was such a positive experience that I wanted to go into uh, coaching and and football. But then the Marine City guys have completely elevated that to the next level. Just being around them in a a totally different aspect. You're playing, and now you're doing the coaching. It's uh, so they've elevated that to a new to new level, and it's, it's been fun.
1: As a coach, you've you've been fortunate at Marine City. A lot of great players have come through. Um, not just great athletes, though. Kids that think the game really well. Smart kids that you know they see the field and and they think football really well. Do you think that you'll? have influenced any of them that someday they're going to be coaches? You think at some point you're going to be up in the stands going, I remember when I coached that kid.
7: Yeah, I, I hope so. Um, you know, there's been a couple people that have come back, and, and sometimes they do it earlier in their careers because they're just looking for something to do when they when they just leave high school, if they're at the community college or something. And But sometimes they, they come back later on. You know, Brendan K. working with us a little bit this year. Um, I, I hope they do. Uh, there's been a couple players that I've mentioned to, like I think you'd be a great coach, um, because that just the way they attacked getting into the playbook and learning the nuances of the playbook. You know, we had a defensive end last year that he started to learn what the DBs were doing in coverage because he just really got into it. I'm like, you'd make a great coach. So I, I hope that 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 happens.
2: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's great when you have kids that just understand it, and you don't really have to teach them much. And then because that's when they teach the other kids, mm-hmm. and it just like like I say, it's an institution down there. I'm. Sh- I, I say you can go to a seventh grader in Marine City and tell them to draw the twelve plays from your playbook, and they can do it no mm-hmm. doubt. They can do it with their eyes closed. Like it's. It just seems like you, it's just a factory of, of football knowledge and just, well, yeah, like an institution.
7: The benefit we have is we have the. I, I think is We have tough kids. You know, mm-hmm. we have t- kids that are willing to do their their role to help the team, and they're they're not selfish because they, you know, you line up, uh, you watch us warm up against teams. If you just by the eye test, you'd pr- you'd pick the other team ninety five percent of the time just because of size um, and, and athletic ability. But our kids are tough, and they know their role, they know their job, and they they're excited to do their job, and and so that for the greater good of the team. They'll sacrifice those things.
1: You know, you mentioned the kids are unselfish, mm-hmm. and we've talked about this before. They probably have at least three kids that could rush for 1,000 yards if you gave them the ball 20 times a game every game, easily 1,000-yard rushers. And probably your leading rusher struggled to get to 500 yards this year because you spread it around to so many different people.
7: Yeah. Well, and, and part of that is as the whole staff kind of working together saying that you know, Charles Tiger is going to have to play a lot of defense. And, and so is Anthony Rensel. So we don't necessarily want them to get beat up getting 30 carries a game right. because I need them on the other side. So if we can, it's kind of that committee, like th- when we just kind of work together as a staff, all right, he's getting a lot of touches. I can give him a blow on defense and put someone else in for him. Um, I can, you know, or he's can limit their touches and, and, uh, and then I can use them more on defense. So it's just kind of that, 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 communication on the sideline of, hey, I'm going to use him more. Okay, I can give him a break. So I think sometimes that is a, a, a factor in that as well.
2: Yeah, I think I barely called Charles Tiger's name at all until week five, and then you let him loose when you <laughs> needed to. I mean, I, I can remember the one time he was featured, I think was that Hazel Park game. You put him in at quarterback for a drive and then kind of let him go back on defense and do what he needed to do. But the thing that I think has been most impressive about Marine City is Not like some programs where you see they churn out these, you know, D1 guys, D1 guys. Like, you have just just this raw athletic talent. No disrespect to Marines, but you've only had a handful of guys go play big college ball in the last 20 years. I mean, the one time you had a D1 quarterback, you win a state title. You had Scarcelli that was a D1 athlete, but... I mean, I'm I'm sure I'm missing one or two, but off the top of my head, those are really the only big name guys. Where you go look at some of these like Grand Rapids Catholic Central, you'll have ten guys on the roster that are going to play D one every single year.
7: Yeah, I think that's that speaks to the to the program and and uh, and the tradition in the, the systems. You know, that's why you we run a wing tee. It's you know, it's a modified wing tee. We do a, a lot of different looks out of it, but a system that works. Uh, so that our kids can thrive and that's you know how I modeled the defense too was kind of after our offense they have a system in place and then they Mm. can make adjustments to that system so we thought the same thing let's let's use what would work best for our kids and then uh, have the adjustments and adaptations we need to make along the way so that we can be successful without those Mm. top tier athletes
2: well I'm sure a lot of systems work well when you have two guys named Walker uh, man, man linebacker. I think that makes your job a lot easier,
7: yeah, and you know that's the thing it's it, it, we don't ha- I mean, we' not have the top tier division one athletes all the time, but we got good players and we got tough kids a lot of
2: good high school players
7: yeah and and like those two, I would say that the you know Wyatt and Mason Walker are probably the t- best tandem linebackers we've we had in my career ever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there might be some other standouts that you know, Mike Matiniak in '07 was terrific, mm-hmm. but that was one guy. As far as a tandem with those two, they're outstanding and uh, they're just tackling
2: machines. Right, and it helps you have. I mean, Derek Schlottman rushing the passer; yeah, he yeah. seems to get home. It, it's the biggest times yeah. of the year, and then you have the guys going both ways that you mentioned earlier: Charles Tiger, Zach Tetler, Anthony Rensel. Yep. Those guys that play both ways that are also maybe you don't think of them as defensive guys, but they play really well. Uh, on defense
7: yeah and the back end has been has been really huge for us this year the the secondary we've got a lot of good athletes a lot of a lot of quick kids you know you mentioned those guys and uh Scotty Kretschmar and Mm -hmm. and Ty Nelson those guys you know those and and, uh, Caden Chapman those guys were primarily defensive players but they were athletic enough to where we could play some man to man against these spread teams uh, or we could switch it and play zone and they were smart that's the other thing. They're intelligent and they're they're smart football players to to be able to make the changes and and adjust to things and and uh, show different looks and be and be able to pick up all the different things we want to do. You you can only run so much stuff that your players can pick up. You know, Coach mm-hmm. Scarcelli used to say this that because he was a you know Big Ten player, played in the Rose Bowl at mm-hmm. Illinois, and he used to say it's not what I know, it's what I can teach them and what they can pick up because. Obviously his football knowledge is going to be oh yeah way larger than what these high school kids can pick up but you got to be able to, to teach them so that they know it mm. on the field.
2: I've had coaches that if you gave them a 1000 question test on whatever sport they were coaching, they would ace it, they would know everything, but they just couldn't teach it. Mm-hmm. Like you could tell they knew so much they just couldn't explain it to kids and yeah, that's the big part. You know, one thing you can't teach is
1: speed. And every year, I go and watch Marine City play, and I see a Scarcelli, a Wesley, a Matheson, um, a Dawson Haney, a Soph. Uh, every year, where do these kids <laughs> come from? And it's, and it's not just Marine City. Like It's, it's all of East China, because St. Clair is this way, too, where, where these Meldrums and these kids come. Where do these kids come from?
7: I don't know. I, I I think we're not. Maybe they got to run from bigger kids all the time because they're <laughs> they're not. We're not the biggest kids at all. I mean, honestly, I, I mentioned that earlier. You you look at the team size wise, we're always the smallest team, but we do have some good speed and some good quickness. And the, but the, I think the key is to be able to play fast. You know, you, everyone team has probably has fast kids from point A to point B. They can run fast, but can they play fast? Can you diagnose the play, especially defensively? Can you read your key? Diagnose what's happening and then attack with speed. That's what they've been able to do well. So yeah, speed helps. This year we've been we've had a, a very fast team, and that's especially defensively. Just to be able to swarm to the ball has been really helpful.
1: When when you're undersized, how do you teach tackling? Because Marine City always tackles well.
7: Well, we put uh, a huge emphasis on, on tackling. Uh, you know, it, it's a leverage game. It's all about uh, um, you know getting underneath people's pads or. And really, we we're not very good at one on one tackling. When we do it in practice, I lose my mind because it's a hard skill. But then group tackling—you know, get angles and leverage where your your friends can help you out and, and your buddies know where your help is, know where your teammates are. But we we emphasize it so much that I mean, we every day we're doing some type of tackling drill. And the rules don't allow you to do as much person to person contact. But we've been really innovative with our drills with bags and with uh, you know dummies that. It, we just – all sorts of different t- tackling angles and tackling drills to, to really emphasize that. Because that's it, – do whatever you want, but it's about blocking and tackling. Mm-hmm.
1: Mariners are, are one of the area teams that still has a game out yeah. there <laughs> uh, football-wise. So we'll talk about that before we get into basketball. You, you read my mind. Let's take a break uh, first, okay? And we'll be back with more of uh, Dave Frent here on the uh, podcast.
2: Precision Care has been locally owned and operated in Marine City and has served the Blue Water community for over 25 years. Precision Care is the leading property and landscape contractor in St. Clair County. Always looking to hire the best people? Check out their website at precisioncarellc.com. Click on the Application for Employment tab and send in your resume today. Precision Care is a proud supporter of local athletics at all levels. Call today at 810-765-7968. For all your landscaping needs, it's Precision Care, LLC.
0: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, we're back with uh, Coach
1: Dave uh, Frent. Uh, before the latest pause um, that we hope will be over here shortly, uh, Brady was getting ready to go to Frankenmuth because he was going to follow the Marine City Mariners uh there for uh, a a big playoff game against uh, a Frankenmuth team that's uh, been tough on Blue Water area teams in recent years in in playoff games. But to me, this one was kind of a toss-up, and to me it was going to be the tougher game for either team. Whoever won this game, this was a tougher game than the next game they were going to play, in my opinion.
7: Yeah, and that, it might be. And, you know, I, I've watched a little bit of Lansing Catholic, but not enough to put a game plan together or anything. But, uh, you know, we're just focused on, on Frankenmuth at this point. And, you know, uh, it would have been a, a, a really good game. I think first, you know, the first weekend, you know, you're watching film and it's a little overwhelming because they're so good and they're just blasting everybody. But the more you watch, you said, okay, I, I think we could maybe do some things. So. Um, I think, it w- I think we would have had a shot at it, and mm-hmm. it, w- it would have been a good game to play. Hopefully we still get to play it.
2: Well, let's be honest. You're, I mean, you didn't have the toughest district in the world. It's been right. one of the more favorable draws. I think you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I know we were, and I'm sure you were out of the side of your eye going, okay, Frank and Muth regional final When back in, was it week two, you saw the district drawings? <laughs> because, I mean, you've had much tougher districts than what you had this year.
7: Yeah, I mean, you look at it. You look at the draw, and you say, "Okay, we we could do some damage here." But, you know, we've also had years. I think the year after uh, we won the state championship in oh seven, mm-hmm. two thousand eight, two thousand eight, we thought we had a really nice draw, and then we lost to Clintondale in the first round, and we thought, "Oh my gosh, we, you know, we'd be at the semifinal before we reach like Country Day or something." So, mm-hmm. um, you, you just you can't get caught in that. You just got to play the games and and uh, as they come. So. Yeah, I mean, Frankenmuth's all – as you do this long enough, you know there's teams that are always out there. You know that, like, Elmont, if if we get their path, they're going to be in our way. We Mm -hmm. know that Frankenmuth's going to be in our way. They've
2: been a blue-water killer the last four years. I think they've knocked you, Richmond, Elmont, Elmont. and Algonac all out of the playoffs within the last three or four years. Yeah,
7: Yeah. and they've had some good teams, and, and, you know, we played them, I think it was 2017, and I thought we were right in there for a while. They just – you know, they they made more plays, I think. To me, it was like third downs. And really, that was that became our emphasis the next year. Is how do we get better on third downs? And really, the next, last few years, we've been outstanding on third down uh, mm-hmm. conversions. But that game in particular was a killer because I felt like you take five, six plays out, and we were right there with them. And then the next week, they, they had uh, Grand Rapids West Catholic. They were up 21-6, and then their quarterback got hurt, and then West Catholic rolled them. And ended up winning like their third straight title. So, we always know we're real close. We're not that far off every year we we take the field, and uh, but you know there's certain teams you're gonna have to run up against, and um, so this is one of them. And uh, you know, they, yeah, they've had success against our area, but you know, I think you know we've had success in the playoffs too, and uh, we'd like to play them.
1: You know? Yeah, I I know you hope that that it still happens. But do you, do you realistically, do you think there's any chance that we get a, a, a football season completed?
7: I do, and I'm optimistic by, by nature all the time. I'm always looking for the, the you know, glass half full and the, the positive outlook. But um, I do I, – I, I, from what I've heard in my inside sources telling me that they're, the MHSA is meeting right now, and they're probably discussing winter sports and, and how they do fall, um, if it moves to the spring – I am optimistic they do. I, I do. like I mentioned uh, to some people before. You know the MHSA president has a kid that's a senior that's still alive in the playoffs too for football. So he's got a personal interest to to keep it going. Maybe it does. It's a weird year, and maybe maybe those spring sports do go into late June, July. But uh, you know if we we've had so much time without sports that. Maybe maybe we can go a little longer with sports this year.
2: Well, so I, maybe before we get back to football, we'll have basketball season, and kind of unexpectedly, <laughs> you're going to be the man on the sidelines for the Mariners in the gym this year. Whenever that may get going. Yeah,
7: you excited about that? I am excited. I, I was. I'm nervous. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, uh, you know, the coach. Coach Hand, Scott Hand, was doing such a good job with them, um, taking over from um, Coach Glodich. And, uh, and then he came down with an illness, and I think during COVID he just uh, didn't feel comfortable. So the job was posted as a one-year interim position, mm-hmm. and then no one was really going for it. And uh, I just know with, with my nephews being juniors in the high school and playing basketball and, and it really, you know, uh, you were mentioned before that – all the seniors we lost but this our junior class is really athletic and uh it's a great group of kids so I thought they just need somebody that's going to take it serious and somebody that uh is, is around and so I stepped up and and did it and so and then once you make that choice uh then yeah I got really excited and you know I'm watching college games and picking hmm. up stuff trying to you know writing stuff down what do I want to do and um, so it is exciting. I'm excited for the challenge. I, I kind of like taking on these challenges and seeing what the, it's like on the football field, preparing for a, 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 a really good offense. It's mm-hmm. a challenge. You got to find a way to, to defeat them. So basketball would be a nice challenge for, for me and for the kids and. So, yeah, there is a level, level of excitement.
1: Yeah, just just jokingly, uh, when, when I got in here and started setting up for the podcast, and I said to Coach, well, what about this guy? What about this guy? What about I went through the
2: first four names, and I said, okay, I don't have any questions <laughs> about basketball. They were all seniors <laughs> yeah. last year. Yeah. But, I mean, you're taking over a team that, what, won a league title last year? Yeah. I mean, you think about Marine City football. You don't usually talk about Marine City basketball winning league titles mm-hmm. and kind of being one of the better teams in the area. I mean – People say, "Well, it was the Mac Browns," but you still won the league title. You still did something that I mean. I don't know how often that's happened in Marine City's uh, recent history.
7: Yeah, I think they um, maybe the last couple of years before that maybe they did, uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's you know it's definitely not as well known as the football program for mm-hmm. sure. And um, but uh, you know, the, and that team was very good, and they had some some kids that you mentioned, Mistretta and Cammer and and Aubrey Comment that only played. Um, basketball you know they didn't play football and so there was a big focus and they did a great job of of really wanting to do well at that and they did so we lost a lot of good players but I am confident in in what we have coming in I think they're athletic and and I think they they do really like basketball too you just knowing them and I've known these kids forever since because my nephews have grown up Mm -hmm. with them so I kind of have too and I taught in the middle school while they were there and now I'm teaching in the high school and so I've been around them They're, they're athletic enough to to do some things and they're just like I said before; they're really tough kids, and they are coachable, and they they want to be coached, and they want to be pushed, and they they want to do well. And that, sometimes that desire is really all you need to get rolling.
1: Speaking of getting rolling, if they if they say we're good to go after the weekend, how long is it going to take, and how long do you do you need to, to get prepared?
7: <laughs> well, I uh, you know I, I talked to my AD uh, last week and said, okay, so let's say they they give us you know they let us go after this pause then we're going to be on Christmas break can we use the gyms and he said yeah no problem so I would get together I would get going right away you know um, as early as (laughs) tomorrow or the next day if if uh if the order gets lifted and then you know through Christmas break obviously you have to take a break for Christmas um but I'd I'd practice through the break as much as I could uh you know it's it is another one of those years that like no one's really going anywhere or doing anything because of COVID. So if you're around, let's practice. So mm-hmm. try to get going. And then, you know, once school starts back up, let's let's start playing games and let the schedule makers make the schedule. But I, I'd be willing to play if we got enough practices under our belt. Yeah, like
1: I know some people we've talked to, that they already had tryouts and a couple right. of practices. Becky yeah, Gilbert's ready to go the second they let her yeah, play yeah, a game. Like, you, you were saying you haven't even had an opportunity to do tryouts.
7: No, and, and the with the girls, you said uh, Coach mm-hmm. Gilbert, they – you know they already had a week of practice like our, our girls too with coach Austin they they've had a week of practice and tryouts so they're ready they already have their team selected ready to go we haven't even had that chance we actually haven't even had a chance to have open gyms like some football teams that lost in the earlier rounds of the playoffs could mm-hmm. have open gyms with them but so many of our players play football i think we have um, you know a couple guys two or three guys uh, Connor Allen and um, Luke Collins i think that don't they don't play football so they're ready to go but um the rest of them do so i don't know what you can do with an open gym with one kid <laughs> so right uh but so we kind of just been playing the waiting game i know some of the guys have been playing at uh that they call it the trail indian trail mm-hmm. out, uh at indian trail park um as much when if the weather's good they put right. there so we'll just see what they have coming in and uh, but, yeah, we'd be eager to go. And, like, yeah, the questions about what the season is going to look like and how long it's going to be, you know, I would just assume we get started and, and we can kind of grow as we go, you know, play games. And you're going to get better by playing games, and then you can add things along the way, and it'll be kind of a season that kind of grows with the as long as it goes.
1: In uh, a year like this year, like, how important is, is it to you that you have a league schedule other than just let's play games. Like if, if it was, okay, whatever we've missed, we've missed and we're just gonna pick up where it is scheduling wise, or would you like them to say, look, you, you missed X number of league games and let's play these league games and figure out the rest of the schedule later?
7: I kinda I kinda see it both ways. Um, you know, with football, I really was happy that what they did with the schedule to play a league game because there were so many unknowns if we were gonna be able to finish the season. So it you really wanted to have something tangible to say you won. Mm-hmm. And so when we won the, the league title, it was like, hey, this is something that, that's going to go up on the wall, and you're going to get it. Same with the district. Every championship, you, you you can say, hey, you guys won that. It's something that, that you can hold on to. So with basketball, I feel the same way. Like, yeah, sure, I'd like a league because then you can crown a champion because I think these kids deserve that because they, they just, they've been dealt a raw deal and they never know what they're going to get. So that's one side. But the other side is then we're not in the same league as Richmond. We're not in the same league as St. Clair, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not even sure Marysville's in our same basketball conference. That's how much I know about basketball. You know, uh, they're up, league yeah, league they're though. in the silver. this yeah. year. Yeah. So I don't even know if – you know. but we, you want to play those teams for the rivalries and the local mm-hmm. rivalries, and so is a league that important? I'm not sure. But.
2: Yeah, because, I mean, well, you think about it, a lot of teams in December, some teams play, what, maybe as little as two games before the new year. Some teams will play up to, like, five or six, depending on how many Christmas tournaments they mm-hmm. have. So you have all that. I mean, you could still realistically, if you just cut it off, some teams could play up to 18, 17, 18 games. Mm-hmm.
7: And there was some talk about, um, you know, really loading up the schedule. I think they dropped the what well, they were going to. Uh, drop the three game a week limit mm-hmm. so you could play four or five games a week and I mean I don't want to do that because I think you just get better with practice, but um, you know, I think that way people can jam in more games if they have to shorten the season because uh, like you said there's people have some games before break, but the majority of them are in January and February and early mm-hmm. March and then um, then then the tournament starts. but
1: yeah the way the way it is, I mean because they want the girls playoffs to start a week before the boys. So it seems to me like the girls will be more jam-packed to try to get their schedule in. Then they can stretch you out a little longer because they want you to start a week later playoff-wise. Yeah,
7: yeah, I think so. I think that's a factor. So I wonder if they go back, uh, do the girls start playing right away the first week back to school and then they give us a week, or do we both start playing right Mm -hmm. away and we just stretch our games a little bit longer? It'll be interesting to see. And like I said, I think from what I heard, the MHSA is meeting right now, so – they'll they maybe give us some feedback uh, you know as as we go here well let's
2: be honest we can you can push this the tournament back a week or two because the start of spring sports in Michigan you're just in the gym yeah you're just taking ground balls or doing stuff inside whether or if you're doing track you're just running through the hallways and that's fine for a couple days but then when you're on week three of doing that you kind of Go insane. So, I think you do have a little bit of a window there to okay, we'll push both tournaments back a week or two and just get a normal 20 game uh, schedule. I'll, I'll be willing
1: to bet the last
2: two April's that
1: we've had baseball and softball, we've had more rain outs and snow outs than we've had games
9: played.
7: Yeah. And then what that does is when they are able to play, uh, when the weather does turn around, they've got games every day. And so you have like zero practice time because mm-hmm. you're just playing games. And you know, I've always said that too. The spring season—if they just backed it up a little bit—so you go into the the summer a little bit. But the teams that are are really good and they want to finish because they're they got a chance for a state championship. They're happy to play into the mm-hmm. summer. Um, so, it, 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 this is a year. Like I said we've had so many you know uh, problems with playing sports that maybe maybe playing a little longer sports will be good for us you know this year.
1: All right. Uh, We'll grab a break, and then Mm -hmm. we'll come back and do one more segment with Coach uh, Frent in just a moment, so stick around.
8: Services. Services, LLC, member FINRA, and SIPC.
2: located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium
1: in Marysville.
4: Preferred Charters is a privately owned and operated transportation service located in Michigan for the past 13 years. Well known for customer service and well maintained equipment. From sightseeing tours to conventions, corporate transfers, sports teams, parades, sporting events and private charters, Preferred Charters has the wheels and wherewithal to ensure the smooth stride with drivers that are the best in the business. Call 810-982-7433 and let Preferred Charters do the driving.
0: All right, you're back
1: with uh, Dennis Stuckey Brady Beaton, and Coach uh, Dave Front from Marine City, both football and uh, basketball. We were talking a little football during the break because you know oh, yeah. there was one particular game that stuck out this season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> doesn't really mean much. Like people don't care about that Marine <laughs> right. City Marysville game. Yeah, that's not like a big deal. Or I'm just anything. glad
2: because I hyped it up for four straight weeks, and it actually lived up to the hype. Yeah, it did.
1: I almost had him talked into. He he was doing some graphics to put out on the the Twitter and and on the uh, Facebook. Oh, uh, I don't have my laptop here. Um and and I wanted I wanted to, him to put a mushroom cloud in the background of the two I, emblems I
2: smashing. <laughs> I made it. I think I had some had trains, the, had trains colliding. <laughs> yeah. I had like Zeus throwing down <laughs> lightning bolts for that game. I mean, you've been a part of how many of those games that had to have been one of the, I mean, not just in that rival. I, I still say that's one of the best football games I've watched period.
7: Yeah, that was i uh, I've been in a lot of them and, and that was a, that was one of the best for sure. Uh, you know, off the top of your head, you, it's hard to think of. There was
2: other, what? I think the one, I want to say was like 2011 or 12, you guys won like 12 to 8. Or, or, yeah, yeah, 12 like, 8. Yeah. Yep. yeah, and you had them, for, they had it first and goal from the two. Yep. And you, yep. Stu- and you shut them down. So you
1: guys remember the, those games, and I remember like 61 to 40 or something. <laughs> yeah, like the that. one where <laughs> Scarcelli <laughs> ran for like
2: 400-some yards in the fog at East China. <laughs> yeah.
7: You know, but that's the thing about the local rivalry rivalries. You play these teams so much, and you're so familiar with them. that, uh, And really, you know, things haven't changed a whole lot as far as what they run offensively now that Derek's back right. there and and uh, you know what we do. So you're familiar. And then uh, this year with the stakes being so high just because it was for a league title, and, and we were talking during one of the breaks that you – or I think last time, last segment, that you just never know what you're going to get with the season, how mm-hmm. long you're going to be able to go. Because, you know, you always talk to players about play this game like it's your last one. Right. Literally this year that was never more true because you just never knew when when things were going to be done. So to play with the stakes so high for a league title, it was a fun game.
2: Well, and here's one thing we've talked about before about Marine City football. You talk about you never know when it's going to end. You mentioned, I think, in the first segment you getting upset by Clintondale in 08. Mm -hmm. How do you guys, like, keep your kids and I guess more so it's more so a fan problem, but – to have the expectations that, yes, we're going to make a deep playoff run, but not take the districts for granted. Because I remember talking to people before the Denby game. At that point, you're 7-0. and You've had one close game. And we were talking about this very topic and said, fair or not, if you lost that Denby game, people would have said that that season was a failure despite going 7-0 and with a league title.
7: Well, I mean, I think some of the history – you know, uh, you kind of use that to your advantage and say uh, you've just been through the wars. You know, mm-hmm. that's the benefit of being on the staff That's that's been passed on from coach to coach to coach is that you can rely on your past history. Um, one thing I try to tell them every year is that, you know, November football, there's no guarantees in November. I say that every year. There's no guarantees in November you, you play uh, you have crappy weather mm-hmm. and you play in the snow uh, you have a one bad game and you fumble it a couple times you're gonna lose and re- the farther you go there's no bad teams and that's we told them the Denby week like look there's there's 16 teams left in this division none of them right. are bad and the, the bad teams are gone you know so y- you got to be ready to play because you could lose and like last year I think our kids thought that we we had so many kids back from the semifinal of the year mm-hmm. before. I think we thought we were going to win it all, but we said in November, anything can happen. And, you know, we play Elmont, and our coach gets tossed in the first first five minutes mm-hmm. of the game, and, you know, it rattles us for a little while. We, we didn't play our best. We came back with a chance to win it, and then we were done, you know. So I think you look at it, and I always tell them, during the regular season, all we're trying to do, I mean, you want to win a league championship, but we want to get as good as we can get. Let's get as good as we can get so that mm-hmm. when we play in November – we can lay it all, all our chips on the table and say let's let's have at it because we know there's no guarantees.
1: We we got back on to football during the break because you have some news.
2: Oh yes, I didn't. I did want to mention this. Yeah, see yep. how we get sidetracked. <laughs> uh, someone you had to game plan against, Demarco Singleton, did finally get his first uh, Division two offer from Ashland, which surprised me because you look at their roster; they don't offer kids outside of Ohio. They are some big, tough kids down at Ashland, so. If DeMarco Singleton wants to play somewhere, he's got an opportunity, and I'm sure we're going to be talking about uh, other offers for from him soon.
1: And then that kind of got us into the whole – game yeah. because we're we're talking that we thought DeMarco was the player of the year and then I said Heslip will be player of the year before he graduates and then we got into the whole how that game turned out yeah yeah
2: (laughs) Yeah. which how nice I mean again you I know you have a lot of seniors you have Darius Watson one of the walkers seniors among a few others that are really good players but even if the season is over next year you have a lot of young talent coming back I thought Charles Tiger was a senior until, like, week four because he just plays like it and has the presence of one. I mean, you have a lot of kids that are going to be studs, and they're only going to be juniors next year.
7: Yeah, and, and Charles has been on the varsity since a, he was a freshman. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people forget. They think he's been around for so long that he should be a senior. But, yeah, that that helps to, to have all those kids back. Um, I, you know, I do think we would, we'll miss, you know, Mason Walker and Derek mm-hmm. Schlottman. You know Anthony Rensel, what they bring to the the table, Um, the physicality of them. Right. You know Derek is so physical that that uh, we can match up guys uh, with him. We just put them on their most physical tight end or or whatever on our side. But um, you know, so it yeah, it's nice to have all those kids back. But like I said before, there's no guarantees. So you you never know you, you got to just take advantage of the situation while it's here so we're hoping that that we can we, we can try to finish you know with those those uh, careers
2: well I mean we talked about I think off the air the possibility of spring football and just logistically okay like with volleyball and swimming and diving you can do it in about a Two week span, Mm -hmm. you got to give them time to get back into shape, practice. But volleyball, you can finish in (coughs) realistically three days. Yeah, with
1: what with what they have left, they can do a weekend and be done with volleyball. Swimming can be done in
2: one night because that's all they had left. Football, I mean, minimum you need ten days to get ready. If you want to really crunch it, a week and a half, seven practices. And then you have to have three weeks for the games. And, yes, you're only going to have 16 teams go all three weeks. But that's a non-negotiable that you have to have a week in between games. So, I mean, you're looking at almost – you're looking at over a month. And if you want to push it to the spring, where do you fit that in? Especially, like we said earlier, if you push the boys' basketball tournament back.
7: Yeah, that's uh, – that's, yeah, I'm glad I don't have to make those schedules, you know, <laughs> But because I, I, it is true, I think, and especially with football being uh, – the player safety being such an issue, you know, if they're really serious about player safety, they got to give us a couple weeks to practice. Mm-hmm. You know, this – playing in the winter was – I was – it was nerve-wracking for me if we would have picked up and played because, number one, I just felt like, all right, you're going to take three weeks off. For me as a defensive coach, what is that gonna do to our tackling? right? because we practice it every day and tackling's hard. so now all of a sudden they' they're gonna rush us through and give us five days of practice and then play for at least with
2: three weeks though, it's not it's not a month like right. you're still you're not completely lost on the art like kids right. get hurt for three weeks and come back and play within a week. yeah, exactly. so now
7: if if they take a couple month pause, I think they'd have to give us like you said ten days to I would prefer two weeks and mm-hmm. then play those games out. but you know, they alter the schedule. That's, that's what their job is to do. I, I think I – mean, I've always told this story. Uh, it's just kind of funny. I always think of the swimmer right now that is the in the – that does the 50-meter freestyle. They literally have to do one length and back, down and back in the pool, and they yeah. can't go. They're just probably sitting there like, just let me swim one length, right. and I'm done, you know. So – yeah, that's, that's interesting. It'll be interesting to see what they come up with. And if they do cancel, I wanted to mention this last time, if they do say it's done, I told the team, the pause, that what a heck of a way to go out with a 30 to nothing win mm-hmm. and a win a championship. And on the field after that game was a feeling of euphoria mm-hmm. that you could see in the kids' eyes that if that was the last time they played, it's a good ending for them.
1: And to do it at home. right? Yeah.
7: And the, the, way, our, the, the, the way things are set up, you, you don't ever really – only one team wins, ends the season with a win. Right. You know? And so it's kind of nice. But hopefully we get to play it.
2: And, I mean, we've talked about this how many times. It seems like every time we have a coach on. The difference between, like, you look at Crosslex basketball last year. Who knows how many more games they were going to play. Mm-hmm. But you also look – they don't know how their season would end, but you look at Port Huron High girls – or Port on High football this year. They had the finality to the season, good, bad, or otherwise. They wrote their last chapter where I, I almost think – I know I say I'm crazy for this. I'd almost rather have that than sit there and go – what man, what if we got to play Frankenmuth? Yeah. What if we got to play Yale in that district final and go on to a region? Because
1: Brady is that guy. He'll be 45 years old <laughs> sitting in the Linwood with his buddies going, man, in 2020 we would have gone all
2: the way well, if they would
1: have
7: just let us play the games. Yeah. No, I know what happened. It was I lost to
2: Marine City in the playoffs every damn year.
7: <laughs> well, no, and I think that's and that's another reason why I want to finish for for that closure, to have mm-hmm. that closure. Because, yeah, you you would say what if. I actually think – yeah, you know, there's going to be a what-if no matter what because mm-hmm. you can't tell me that three months down the road teams aren't going to change and, and right. how you what you well, do. Well, we
2: talked about the early enrollee yeah. issue. I mean, I know you don't have that at Marine City, but a lot of the bigger schools you have kids that are, you know, yeah. high Big Ten recruits that they want – like Braden McGregor did yeah.
1: this. Yeah, Brayden McGregor in this situation last year, Braden McGregor would have been gone if they re- – Started the games up again.
7: Right, yeah. And uh, like you said, that doesn't affect us. And, you know, I guess maybe, maybe in our division it would affect uh, the, all those Catholics that live in Grand Rapids and <laughs> and go to GRCC. <laughs> Darn, you know, it's too bad. I guess uh, you'll have to deal with some non-D1 athletes. But, uh, yeah, I think the teams are going to change. And, like, mm. you know, we, we kind of, again, looking at the positives of it, the winter weight room would will be a lot more – uh, energetic and a lot more focused because there is a goal if they give us a spring season there is something at the end of the tunnel to right say, you're not doing this for august you're doing this for a game that's here uh, so mm-hmm. it might be a little more uh, energetic in the well morning. i guess
2: the the downside of that is if you get a guy that plays basketball if you get you know maybe a tight end defensive lineman that usually is, let's say, 215 pounds, 210, they play basketball. They're going to drop into the 190s. Yeah. And then you're going to tell them to turn around in two weeks and get into football shape at the same time. That's going to be tough because you know, I mean, obviously basketball is a lot more cardio-intensive and you're not as bulky during that. Mm-hmm. And then you have to go run into other guys.
7: Yeah, and that's that's tough. But I guess that maybe that's the benefit of being a football coach and a basketball <laughs> yeah. coach that believes in the weight room. So maybe we'll – Make sure we get them in the weight room too, but uh, and they have to do some of that stuff on their own to kind of maintain strength. It, it's kind of like the football season, you know. You, you're you're doing a lot of stuff to, to get um, you're powerful and and be ready for the season. But through the season, you're still lifting, but you're really trying to maintain strength. You're not trying to put on on strength during the season. It's hard mm-hmm. to do that, so you're trying to maintain it. And that that'll be the challenge during this off season too. All right. Well,
1: I got into town in '95. Twenty-something-year-old mm-hmm. uh, snot-nosed broadcaster like Brady is now,
9: mm-hmm. uh,
1: and uh, so I, I actually have broadcasted games that Coach Frant played in. Um, tell me about uh, you. Got any good uh, Walt Braun stories or Jim Vigne stories? Be- because that was a different era too. When when I when I got into town, it was lined up around the block, more than an hour before. The gates opened yeah. at Viking Stadium, um, and football. It wasn't just a Friday
7: night game; it was it was a culture, and
1: it was the community.
7: Yeah, and you know, the growing up in Marysville, and you, you the the goal you wanted to play for Coach Braun, and and there was just this, you know, this aura about oh my gosh, you play for him; it's such a such a fantastic experience. And, and my brother was able to play for him. And uh, and then he suffered the stroke, and he really wasn't the same. And uh, my brother actually got his junior year pre-stroke, and then senior year post-stroke. So he saw a major difference. And by the time I came around, you know, Coach Vini was kind of running things. You know, Braun was there, but Coach Vini was kind of running the show. But uh, it was still you know an honor to play for him. But then you know some good stories, you know. Coach Vigne, we, or Coach Brown would save us from drills sometimes because Coach Vino was going so hard, and then Coach Brown went on a call us over and take a joke, or call, tell a joke to us. But a couple one, ones. Uh, one, we were playing Richmond, and we were losing, and we, we ended up losing the game. But we were getting smoked at halftime. And uh, <laughs> So he has Kane. And we all had our helmets on at halftime. He wouldn't let us take them off. And he was screaming at us and telling us we are going to walk. You guys are going to walk home. And he always spelled words, too. W-A-L-K, walk. And <laughs> and then the guy right next to me, he took his cane and just cracked right on the helmet. And I just remember thinking, oh, my God, I'm so glad that it wasn't me. <laughs> you know, because that would have hurt, <laughs> you know. But then there were a couple times where uh, one of my buddies is an offensive lineman, and at practice um, he'd kind of talk Coach Braun into racing him in his golf cart and – he, the offensive lineman running a 40-yard dash, so we had like a golf cart race with him. But um, No, and, and Coach Vigne, I just thought, was uh, was a defensive genius, and he has been one of my idols growing up because he just – there were times in timeouts he'd be like, okay, they're going to run this play, and then they would run that play, and you're like, wow, how does he know? So, And now being a defensive coordinator, I, I do know. He did his homework, and he studied and did uh, did great. But those are, were good guys to be around and, and to learn a game from.
2: Well, like you said, I mean, you've been around what? 10 hall of fame coaches yeah in your career whether you played for or coached with them so i mean if, if you're gonna learn from anyone you might as well learn from the best so yeah yeah that's that's, that's uh and i'm cool. sure that number will grow with time with the amount of guys whether i mean on your staff right now or that have been on your staff it's that that, that number is definitely gonna get higher
1: well we want to uh congratulate you on the award Thank you. We want to uh, congratulate you for taking up the basketball uh, slack here <laughs> and hope that uh, you get to play and hope that it's a good season for uh, the Marine City boys. And then uh, we're, we're going to keep our fingers crossed and hope that you get to play Frankenmuth in a football game at some point uh, in 2021. Yeah, 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 that
2: would be awesome. Well, as of 11:09 on Friday, December 18th, they haven't announced anything besides the pauses ending on the 20th, so hopefully this news stays good and uh, I know once we upload this news, will break. So. Oh, absolutely. Like I'll get it updated. That's why kind of, I want to hit the, I know. the close here so I'll, that they can I'll, announce I'll, I'll put it on Twitter. I'll put it on Facebook. <laughs> and then one way or another, they'll have news, and, we'll be like, and then we'll have a decision to make. But. Give
1: us something to talk about on Monday's show.
2: Yeah. Hopefully, it's a lot of good news. Hopefully, we're talking about the schedule, where we're going to be. Because tonight, we were supposed to be at Marysville versus St. Clair for boys yeah. basketball. And yeah.
1: Yeah, because that wouldn't have been any fun. Yeah, <laughs> right. No. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, Coach. No
0: problem. Thanks Dave
1: Frent many. from Marine City, and uh, Brady and I will talk to you again on Monday.
0: From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.